All right, cool. So, Zach, I'm ready for you to play electric guitar for the first time in a I don't think song. I've played electric in a long time. It, 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 I don't know if on the podcast you've done it yet. I think you allowed me to do it once. Yeah, you, you did it on something. I don't remember. Maybe the original Flourish theme and then maybe something. Yes, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah, so you played um, a... An Epiphone SG that a former bandmate that we both had from our last church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he gave me that. And right now I'm playing my Godin Exit 22, which I've had since 2003. But I love I love this guitar. I like that it's the pure wood. Versatile one, yeah, and it's made of uh, rock maple, and it's a Canadian guitar. Super cool. So, yeah. you ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> After you, <laughs> I'm Zach, and I'm Colin, and, and welcome, welcome to the House Plants Podcast. We are talking about music, yeah, media, media, yeah, and the mission, mission of, of Jesus. Jesus, yeah, and <laughs> lots of other cool and awesome things. Yep. Yeah. See, cool. I did your yup at the end yep. there. Yeah. And so um, we're coming off of two different episodes uh, that sort of went together, and we've decided to make a final episode uh, in sort of the the title scheme. Stepping up. We did stepping out, away. stepping in. Yeah. Stepping away. Yeah. Stepping in and now stepping up. The reason why I went with stepping away instead of stepping out. It makes more sense. Yeah, stepping out sounds like a good thing. Like, oh, I'm going to step, I'm just step out for step a little out bit. Step out on faith. Gather, gather yeah. my thoughts. Yeah, step out on faith. That's right. Like, I'm stepping out and being called to step out. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that one at some point. Ooh, that'd be fun. But we're doing stepping up right now, which we were talking about. In well, we did stepping out in faith in, in a way with uh, with Brian Duncan. That's when we talked true, to, we but, did. But that was more in the context of... Stepping away from a church yeah. in a in a yeah. way to, to remove yourself. Yeah, that's we so, yeah, we're complicated people. Okay, on this so podcast. this one rather is an inward look at outreach, or so we say. There you go. But before we do that, we're going to do yeah. a little worship. Yep. This is a song me and Zach have done for many many years together. We wrote it. We co-wrote yep. it. It's called Words Aren't Everything, but we're going to do a little more sullen version this time. Yeah, because we already did it on the podcast, so we've got to remix it a little bit. Man, and, and I'll just say it. Ruh, 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 remix. And I'm kind of grooving on it because Zach's going to do electric guitar, so I'm excited. There we go. So here we go, guys. Show them 
We're just grooving, man. We're just grooving off the cuff today. Yeah. That was fun. Felt I good thought to play it was some electric. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, and uh we just kind of like let that one roll, man. We didn't uh really need to practice it. We just kind of were jamming and it was great. And so, yeah, we already know uh that song <laughs> pretty well. Um okay, so uh let me just uh put this out here, Zach. Yeah. We talked about People stepping away from the church. Stepping away. Talked about people stepping into church from out of from church. From the outside. You so, put your left foot in, <laughs> put your left foot out. So what do we shake it all about? So what do we do with the rest? So well, we'll pray for them is one good thing. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. It is. <laughs> um, but what happens when you, as a Christian, can be an influence? in someone else's life and lead them to Christ. Well, that applies to both stepping out and stepping in yeah. as either the result or the detriment. And so as a part of our third and uh, final, like wrapping up of this, we're going to be talking about kind of the way that we, we see the idea of outreach and how yeah. maybe we should relook at it. Yeah. And so, okay. Uh, so before we get into all that, Zach, why don't we prayer it up after you, my friend? I did it last time. Good. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to come here and talk about you. And I want to pray for. um, I just want to pray for people who are on the outside. um, And I want to pray that your spirit would be talking to them um, in the language and the way that they would receive it, Lord. Um, you know, each of our hearts, I pray Lord that you would just, uh, search each person who is listening to this podcast and invite them into something deeper with you. Uh, something that we could not invite them into just me and Colin. Um, but something that you are calling each of us to is your, um, you were looking to change the world as you were looking to draw people to yourself. Lord, I ask that you would just invite us to go deeper and deeper. And for those who don't know you, that you would invite them to yourself. That you would show us um, once again that you are good. Um, and Lord, so I just ask that you would speak to every single heart. It's in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I like it. So yeah. before I get into our topic, I'm going to read a scripture because I think it's important. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's Matthew five fourteen through sixteen. So let me just look this up on my phone because I don't have a Bible handy. Matthew five fourteen through sixteen, not KJV, please. I like that. Why not? What's wrong with KJV? I like it? I like it fine. You want me to read it? I got it. Okay, go ahead, please. Matthew five fourteen through sixteen. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Okay, so there's the first scripture. Next scripture, Zach, let's look at Matthew 28, and we'll just go right to that Great Commission. Great Commission. The last little paragraph there. Oh, yeah. 
Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Okay, so next one will be, I will read this one, Mark sixteen fifteen. This is the ESV version, but it just says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. But then the last one, kind of the, there's two more I want to read. And Zach, you're kind of looking at, you're Bob today, so you're over there by the computer. Yeah. So can you look up Timothy 2.2? 2? Wow. You went scripture heavy on me. That's Sorry. Funny. This is this is the loaded scripture in First the beginning. First Timothy or second Timothy? Uh, oh, boy. Uh, this scripture will be about teaching others. I'm not sure if it's first or second. Maybe it's second Timothy. No, I don't think so. It must think- be second because first is something else. Maybe it's second Timothy two, two. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. There you go. So, um, and in Timothy, in second Timothy four, two, it says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Yeah. Prove, rebuke, and exhort with yeah. complete patience and teaching. And then the final one is John 13, 34, and 35. And I will I will track that one down because you've been just, you've been looking. So I'm liking the themes that uh, we picked out for this week because we are uh, thinking a lot about uh, teaching and bearing witness to what we know about God. And it really has a lot to do with like... Having the, the you know having the testimony of scripture. Right? Absolutely. Well, yeah. this is this is all encompassing because we talked about the first scripture we talked about is shining your light, and yeah. um, this one here in John thirteen says, "A new command I give you: love one another uh-huh. as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Yeah. If you love one another, so and now that we've gotten know through, we are Christians <laughs> by our love." <laughs> <laughs> I are love. So the important word there is disciple. And I want to, yeah. and I want to now, now that we've read a bunch of scripture that all kind of encompasses this idea, I want to get heavy in this topic. Um, uh, in case you guys didn't know where I'm talking a little bit more and kind of setting this up. Uh, I brought this to Zach kind of late in the game. Cause we had already had the two slated episodes that complemented each other. Yeah. And so Zach, uh, Zach kind of got bombarded by this like huge <laughs> episode notes from me. But um, it sounds I've, like you want to say something about <laughs> disciples, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. But um, so here's the topic. And I'm just going to read what I wrote for this like little topic blurb in the top. It yeah. says, in the modern day model of church, outreach is held as one of the most important parts of any church ministry, which rightly so. But is our modern idea of outreach, like the word itself and the phrase and the idea of it, really the same thing God called us to do as Christians or have we sort of adapted it? Is it the great commission working itself out or is it something else? And so then for the last two weeks, we've discussed the, the different people who've recently left or entered yeah. into the community of God. And in the weeks past, like even before this series, we talked about how the modern church trends seem to sway 
uh, kind of the motivation of the church as we sort of like adapt to maybe this like modern idea or modern culture. And so today we want, uh, I want us to just talk a lot about what real out, outreach would look like if it were God telling us how to outreach. Okay. And so this isn't a, Hey, we're going to tell you how to do it, but we, me and five Zach, easy steps. No, but we, that's biblical. <laughs> but me and Zach are going to definitely uh, discuss this and kind of uh, pick apart some of the yeah, yeah. stuff. So, okay, let's get into it. Cool. And you had a lot of time to sit and think about these things, didn't you? Well, I, you know, it's just something like, well, I will just give you guys a little uh, thing right now. Uh, at work, we're currently dealing with this thing where there's some people there uh, kind of monitoring what we're doing. It's this like yeah. audit thing. And so we don't have any headphones that we're allowed to use. You were without time. headphones and without other podcasts. And, and music. so all I had was just my internal like thought process. Yeah. And I was just kind of coming up with these ideas for uh, for podcasts and stuff. And I brought this to Zach. And um, yeah. And by contrast, I had a week where I was all over the place. And I mean, I was just starting school. Well, I was part of some really cool things because it was the first week of school. And we had chapel in which we had like all these student bands yep. lead different worship sessions. So that was really cool. And then I also got to be a part of this worship service. Um, where I helped out at a church in Versailles, which is about 50 minutes away. And um, this guy, Samuel Odebena, who's a fellow student at Asbury, kind of helped uh, facilitate some of the prayer things. So I'd love to have him on sometime mm-hmm. because that was just such a cool uh, thing that happened. And um, so, yeah, I've been, I've been kind of everywhere. It. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. we're going to give we're going to give Zach a little bit of a break. He doesn't have to be an ultra expert like normal. But I uh, I think that um, I think that this is less about looking up cool stuff and more about us just like ch- chatting. So this is going to be a good conversation. But um, I, I will sense it. <laughs> I will just ask you this question straight out of the gate. We already talked about it in the first episode of this three episode kind of block yeah. here. Why do why do people leave the church? Why do you think they leave? I mean, yeah. What are some random reasons you can think of? Yeah, there's a bunch of reasons. We talked about this two episodes ago when we yeah. talked about kind of stepping away. Um, but, you know, I think um, I think for some life is just really hard and Christianity make, is hard. Christianity is hard. Life is hard anyway. Yeah. Christianity doesn't necessarily promise an easier life, but some are led to believe that. And so I think if you have. In some ways, I, I would say it is easier, but I think it's the ease in your heart, not the ease in your mind. Or the ease in <laughs> your just, soul. <laughs> well, or the ease just of your life. Like God doesn't promise that we're going to be um, high on the hog, so to speak. Yeah. Um, that would be a prosperity gospel. Some people believe that. And I think that it might push you away if you're still dealing with, uh, having to pay the bills and you still have problems in your life. Like we're going to have struggles. Jesus even says that, but I thought Christianity was supposed to solve all my problems. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's there for God to be there for you to rely on, but that's different than all your problems just being instantly fixed. I mean, there's also this whole thing of like, again, I mean, we like you said, we discussed this two episodes ago about like yeah. these, this intellectualism, uh, this idea that maybe you don't you don't think that the scriptures are adding up the right way. There's also this big thing of like coming into a church and not really being being given the 
the meat of the scripture, really just okay. just going through those motions. Not being plugged in with people who will wrestle with scripture with you. Or just yeah. or just not being introduced fully to Christ, and then you just go through the motions, and then yeah. suddenly, 10 years later, you're like, why am I doing this? Instead, you're kind of worshiping church culture at that point. It's an idol! <laughs> From our idol yeah. episode. We're bringing all these things together. <laughs> and so, um, so, like, yeah, so, like, uh, they may reject the idea of it, and I think... I'm not going to put this on the people of the world, but I and are on Christians. But I am going to say that Christians do need to take responsibility for their part and why people may be leaving the oh, church. Yeah. Sure, and I think that that's a big part of what we're going to talk about because we also mentioned that when people leave, we just write them off like they're done to us. Like the, you know, you're done to me. You're, I've erased you from my I've phone. I've given up. <laughs> yeah, and so that's like a big part of it, and so. Um, I like that you put like the the burden of why. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think just in the in the approach of how we how we go up to people, I think yeah. a lot of people would go like, oh, so you're an atheist now. So, you know, what do you want to argue with me about God or whatever? Yeah. And I think that debate I, is the last thing that we need to be doing. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's easy for us as Christians to assume that, well, Okay, they must have made some kind of logical error, but I think, and that may be true, but what the way they see it, you know, they might see it as the burden of proof. See now on the church, like why should I go to church? Maybe some people have not really actually been given a good reason to go to church. I don't think, uh, like, I just uh, maybe I need to retract what I just said a second ago. I said debate's the last thing we need to be doing. I think in some cases, if you have, if you're dealing with a person who enjoys. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Nabil from from the last episode. uh, Yeah. He enjoyed this like kind of debating and getting to the crunchy stuff about Christianity. But that is, again, one small. There are people who are called to that. Yeah, there are thing. They're apologists. But I I would I would take a less I would I would I would make a softer word of the word debate, maybe something like discussion or like challenge each other kind of thing. Yeah. But um, I think that I think that that is. That that is maybe a stereotype of atheists that maybe Christians should should understand that maybe not all atheists want to debate, uh, but uh, yeah. So that's you know, but but again, it's they the people leave the church, and then we say, okay, bye. We don't need you. We have our exclusive bye, club. Felicia. A, a new set of teens that have grown up in Christian households will be coming, and they'll they'll just be our new members. We don't mm, need you. Yeah. And so okay, so. Again, we go back to this idea of like, what is it? What is it that's causing this? I think that for a lot of people, there's internal struggle, like you said. But I also think that there's people that are representing Christianity poorly. I think there's people who yeah. aren't engaging with these people. They're not. They're not saying to them, "Listen, you matter so much yeah. to me that I want to like dig as deep as possible with God with you. I want you to like connect with Jesus. I want you to yeah. feel the Holy Spirit." And those people, those people have not had maybe those experiences yet, and maybe some of them had and still walked away. But there's also people who were raised in church, but never fully right. put their faith in Jesus. That's right. And sometimes, sadly, that's not due to the person just not accepting it. But sometimes the church has not really right. raised people in the right way. So not so, introduced them really to Jesus more. They've got them accustomed to church culture. You know, that's really scary. So we, we, we talked about uh, making disciples from the Great Commission. Yeah. And so our next little part here is about outreach, the, the modern idea of outreach versus 
what the Great Commission kind of calls us to do. And so this, this Great Commission commandment from Jesus comes right at the end of the gospel when he says, do this and remember I'm with you. And then he's just poof, he's gone. And then they have to figure out what to do in Acts. They're like, okay, this is the last thing he said. And so what we see when we talk about outreach seems to be, now this is not a broad brush for everybody, but it seems to be that a lot of churches just say, okay, how can we get more butts in the church? Yeah. And I think that's as far as they go when there's outreach involved. And I feel like that is like one one hundredth yeah. of the of the the process yeah and so uh zach i know that there are some examples and I don't, we're not going to name names yeah but can you think of anybody that you know that has like come to christ that are you have a personal like that you've known in the past yeah of course yeah. okay was it a, was it a snap in their they came to church one time and then they were immediately a christian no but i do think that the church's involvement in most of these cases was very important yeah but not necessarily for the reasons that the church tries to make it about right so you know i i'm kind of struggling with this because i i do think that outreach is good yes. in general that's something that we're supposed to do as I, part I'm not of saying the it's, Great Commission. I'm not right? saying it's bad. I'm saying right. that the the yeah. model, the way that we go about yeah, outreaching. Yeah. So when we when we say outreach in this episode, because you know, it took me a second to kind of get what you were what you were getting at, Colin. But I, I think what you know what you're talking about as far as a, out a model of outreach that's not healthy is when it's about getting people into the church, right? And and then yeah. that's it. And then that's it. Just getting people into the church for the sake of building our specific church up. And and that comes back to the yeah. club building thing, but also yeah. also it really is the the first step in a long process. And right. if if that is all that happened with me, I will share just a small part of my testimony. This isn't going to be too long, sure. but when I was when I first moved to Kentucky, I was not a churchgoer, my mom was not a churchgoer and we were resigned to that and it was fine. And it was a person who went to school with me, who didn't know me all that well, named Andrew Daniels. And he not only told me about the youth group, but he also Mm -hmm. bought me a Bible and gave it to me. And I was like, geez, I can't like say no to a person who bought me. (laughs) It had my name on it and stuff. I still have it. It's great. And so he said, I just want you to have this. And then he said, and I want to invite you to come to youth group. Yeah. And I'm like, what is it? And he's like, oh, it's just a bunch of people hanging out. I'm like, okay, sounds fine. I'll come. And he's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, if it's just people hanging out. But if that was all that happened and then nobody else engaged with me, I guarantee I would not be a Christian. It would just be your group that you hang out with, which, you know, newsflash is something that changes over the course of your life. Right. So you could fall in with different people at any point. So what I put in this little section is and I will I'll I'll tell the rest of that story in a second. But what I put in the section is outreach right now is let's get people in the church. And that's it. And then making a disciple is let's take that person that's come in, give them the tools that they need, cultivate that spirit, that seed into a true believer, not only a practitioner of Christianity, but a believer who can then in turn bring more people to God. So I want to go back to something you said real quick. Okay, go ahead. Because you were talking about Jesus giving the Great Commission and then he he ascends up into heaven. I think... um, you were not meaning to say it this way, but I like the way that you said poof and he's gone. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is, he ascends. 
Well, he ascends, but he's still with us, right? He he is. He is. Christ's presence is with us through the Holy Spirit. You're right. And yeah, so you're right. I didn't mean it that that way. But right. Yes. But mm-hmm. I think that I think that these churches who go off the model of like we have to do everything, we have to like get people into our church. Yes. I think that they are operating out of that model, like Jesus did just poof. And so away. it's up to us now. It's up to us now. We're just left with nothing. We're on an empty beach. You're right. Yeah, and so right. so I think that one of the key components to this is remembering that it's the spirit of God that does things that can right. like work in people's hearts. Yes, we it, are just his people. We are we are yeah. his disciples, but we are still his disciples, not we are not disciples of ourselves just yeah, promoting right. a church. Right, right. And so uh, that is abs- that's a very so good I think, point. I think when you follow the spirit the sorts of things that you listed under making disciples are the sorts of things that will happen. Absolutely. Cultivating, getting believers who can making house plants, go into the scriptures. Yeah. Getting people planted in the house of the Lord. That's what so God much. is having us do. You know, we're gardeners. And I, out, and I really right? do hope yeah. that, I mean, that would be my dream. If only one person heard this and was like, you know what? I'm sick of like beating around the bush. These guys are right. But again, it would not be our effort, but Jesus working through us, through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so you're absolutely right. And so how do we differentiate between that? How do we, so, okay, to finish the rest of the story about me, he invites me to that youth group. I play music already. I'm playing guitar and piano and yeah. stuff. Jake Lee is the, uh, the little associate. He's like the co youth pastor there at yeah. first Alliance. And he sees me, I got this, I have super long surfer guy hair <laughs> It became more brown as I lived in Kentucky because there's not as much sun. But when I lived in Florida, it was like bleach blonde. It was, I look like a, sunshine, a rocker. Yeah, exactly. They call me sunshine. And so, um, <laughs> and so, uh, Jake, after only like I want to say a month, maybe, just says, "Colin, what are you doing R- right now?" Like the youth group got over. He takes me to CC's and he's just yeah. like. I want to get to know you. I want to be your friend. And I also want to find out what your hangups are about Christianity. (laughs) He was the pastor. He had like 50 kids there. And so I want to want to kind of bring people's attention to that because that's a really big part of what I want to talk about. And again, I'm not trying to be like a this is not a lesson as much as a discussion. I always want it to be a discussion forum. But I will say that that was so significant in my walk with Christ. If that if Jake had not stepped out not only in faith that uh, using God as like a, 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 a compass for that. Yeah. But I truly believe God told Jake, like Colin is readier this, but I also think Colin needs like a guiding friend right now. Like he doesn't know anybody in Kentucky and you know, it was just everything lined up. So what's the difference between that action and the current model of outreach? Well, I think right now what we see a lot in church is that the current model of outreach is this mass appeal. Yeah. It's like not very personal, is it? Fun stuff that a bunch yeah. of people can do in a group and then just come to the church and it'll be great. Right. And so uh, a church member, and again, not all, not every church does this, but a church member is something you know you strive for. But a church member can still not know anything about Jesus. You can be totally committed to a church and not committed to God. membership, you oh, know. Yeah, and yeah. so people want those members who will dedicate to keep coming back. But guess what a disciple is? A disciple, and this is, and I have this on both the the Bible's authority from Webster's, which is, I think. Is that authoritative? 
<laughs> well, the Bible's authority, but Webster's too. I guess the guy, the you know, the Marion Webster guys are Christian, but um, uh, is a person. These are the these are the things that are always. Uh, what do you call it? Um, these are the these are the things that you always see in the definition of disciple. Yeah, and that is a person who a accepts, adheres, and commits themselves to God and the teachings of the Scripture. So they have to be like a hardcore believer yeah. and practice that. But b they in turn create more disciples. That's what a disciple is. And so if you look up like, you know, articles or if you look up like studies about this, they say, well, a disciple is essentially a follower of Jesus. But a thing about following Jesus is to go out and make disciples of all nations. And so um, I just think that there's a big, there's a big, uh, what do you call that? Um, uh, there's a separation between the motivation for the current model of outreach and I mean, what Jesus didn't say to put a coffee shop in your church. No, so he didn't. <laughs> now, again, you make a very good point and I don't want to just go bash, 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 because you're right. I do think that getting people in the church is important. Yeah. I think the very act of getting a person just to come to church who wouldn't want to come to church because they feel like this appealing thing yeah. of community or something cool. I think that's good. I think that people replace it too much for evangelism. Yes. Like, I don't really know how to talk about Jesus. I haven't really been taught the scriptures, but I do know that church is good. And maybe they'll hear about Jesus if they come to church. So I'm just going to invite to church. Yeah. Yeah. The, so, so the, the problem with that is that, you know, you have that, that, um, that model and it has a mentality with it that suggests that all you need to do is get them in the church. Right. And so I made a funny little thing. I'm going to use like a goofy like uh, salesman voice for this. You ready, Zach? Okay. I may you, gotta, put, you should make like some kind of music. I always do this when there's goofy stuff. So I'll, I'll maybe maybe you I'll make totally a little totally go backtrack. like '80s car, like used car <laughs> commercial. <laughs> no, okay. So so this is what uh, this is what I've seen, and again, I could be way off base here, but this is what I've seen outreach look like in most what I would call very like modern versions of, of church. And it's like ever heard of hashtag lit kingdom where you can come and feel comfortable. And at our hangout community, our program comes complete with personalized coffee bar and gift shop. We also have game nights for teens, sports trivia nights for those guys and book club for the ladies. I like how ladies can't like sports. Yeah. And guys can't like books. (laughs) Come check us out and be Hashtag established. <laughs> so okay, rooted in established in love. <laughs> hashtag established. Do you like hashtags, Colin? <laughs> so, <laughs> so this th- th- that right there is kind of my thing. Like yeah. uh, I've been to churches where they're like, "Oh, let me get your like name on the tablet, and I can like set you up with like cool like stuff, whatever." Yeah. Uh, there's like a cool activities game night and stuff, and I think that stuff's great. I really do. Uh, because again, it helps connect you to the community, but connecting someone to a community is not the same as helping them be rooted yeah. in Christ. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, that's again, I'm, I'm not bashing. I'm just saying there is more to be done. And I do wish that there could be more integration between the two to do both. Yeah. Because um, that would be the perfect model. Yeah, <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Not necessarily all the cheesy stuff, but um, people who are excited about Jesus and their church, maybe right. Jesus first church, secondarily, maybe people right. who are passionate about inviting people to church because the church is really a part of the kingdom 
and they really see it that way. So like I told you, I told you guys about how Andrew gave me this Bible and he stepped out for me. Right. He didn't, he, he was also a close friend to me in just as a friend and a yeah. good representation of what a Christian should be a good guy with good morals. Uh, he, he represented Christ well. And in turn, later in my life, you were an influence on me and others to help continue my walk because it, this isn't some people just snap and immediately say, I want to be saved. And they like jump, jump into a, a, a baptismal fount and, you know, go yeah. crazy and charismatic around the stage. And that, that, it, that is nothing is impossible for God. But I think for the majority of us, there is a, a time investment. There is, there is a caring element that needs to occur. Yeah. And, and so, well, that's why it's called cultivating cultivating. That's yeah. right. And and you can't just plant a seed and the next day, have it be a full plant. Yeah. And so you gotta, you gotta help it grow. And so, uh, I said, while this type of engaging program can help draw people to the church and maybe get a foot in the door, it doesn't really solve the whole underlying problem of the deep rootedness that people are missing. And one of the main things we talked about, I think it was the guy from, um, uh, Hillsong. Yeah. Uh, Marty Sampson. He said, you know, I realized that I just never really was super into it and I didn't mind. I never went deep. It was all based on emotions. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. I don't, I don't really, that's what he said. And it's like, okay, where was the, where was the person that said, let me ask you, where are you at with God? Where are you at with Jesus? Yeah. And how can I help? How can I be a good friend? And so, um, this kind of outreach only and nothing else model works for people who are already Christians that they want to get to come to their church works for kids. who may be Christian household kids. And then people may be on the fence that are already kind of like yeah. thinking about being Christians, but the people that it doesn't work for is like most non-Christians, atheists, sure. uh, intellectuals. They're going to say, okay, we understand this grabby salesman tactic and it's, it's yeah. not really my cup of tea. Thank you. But no, thank you. Yeah. Stop barking uh, your outreach at me. Right. And so, and when we say work, you know, we're not we talking still, about, mm-hmm. we still just mean that it's attracting them to church. Right. I, I mean, if it, if it does work, right. It's right. working on its own goal. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. But if the goal of outreach is to reach the lost and I, I nitpick over the word lost a lot because of my opinion of them, like right. how people feel the, yeah. these days about Christ. But, uh, the model may have problems like, because, to f- to have a loss become found by Christ, there's more than just bringing them to church, like you said. Like yeah. getting someone in the church door doesn't it, the 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 work's not over for you. Yeah. And so, I just I want to ask you, Zach, what do you, how do you think are some good ways we can achieve discipleship? Achieve discipleship. Like how can we yeah. how can we be disciples if, um, like okay, let, here's a scenario: you invite somebody to the church, they come to church. What's next? Yeah. Well, I think that there's two components and maybe it looks different based on what type of person it is that you're trying to reach. Right. But Mm -hmm. um, as we looked at when we talked about people who were stepping into faith. Yeah. um, Two of the things that were that were always present. The Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. because only God can truly like speak to somebody's heart and drive you closer to him. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. We can't really speak to people in the way that they need to hear like deep down. Right. Right. Um, and the other thing is community. 
And so when we look at what Paul did in Galatians 2, which we've talked about several times now, Paul went off after he'd witnessed Christ and he like truly like thought about it and he prayed about it and he he went off by himself and then he came back and then he had to wrestle with what he had seen with the community and they had to say like, hmm, is this really true? Um, right. So I think that I think that it's both. You need a personal experience with the risen savior and only God can can really do that for people. But then you also need community there to help you along the way, point you to scripture. I agree. There's always somebody who knows more than you do, right? Oh, I think yeah. I think a 90 year old, uh, uh, 50 year pastor would still say that there's something somebody else could teach. Yeah. Them. I hope so. Anyway. Yeah. If you truly know <laughs> how this works, like you're going to know that you don't know it all. Yeah, like that's that's actually wisdom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so uh, I had a few things that I had kind of researched about. They, they seem like common threads that a lot of people discuss yeah. in terms of discipleship. And they're lined out in the scriptures. We actually read the scriptures at the beginning of the episode yeah. that kind of line a lot of these out. So I, yeah. I'm going to just touch on the ones you've already said. Um, you talked about um, the community yeah. and, and having a personal relationship with your community. And so um, I'll just speak to that. I put investing and caring because that seems to kind of wrap it up. But what I mean is this idea that you don't just stop once they get in the door. Yeah. You're going to invest time with a personal time with them. Like Jake did with me at CC's or like you did when you sat with me at the BCM at like one in the morning and let me like complain about God and you just sat and listened to me. Right. Like that is. You mean you're not going to just send them an email with a. Free Starbucks. Right. Let's get everybody's email and we'll send you a thing. That'll make sure you're, yeah. you know, right. So again, that is a, that is a methodology of, of outreach that I feel like just is, is like the one tenth of the, the, yeah the real meat of why you need to disciple. And so you have done this for me. I've in turn sat with, with people there. There's a few people I've bought Bibles for, but you do have to invest that time if you really want to see that seed grow and cult, like you said, cultivate and you have to show people you really care. I think that an atheist person and I've hung out and been friends with quite a few of them don't really think Christians can be friends with them or care about them enough. And as an extension, I don't think that they can trust anything you say in terms of Jesus as anything, but just a pitch. Yeah. So how do you get around that? See, the 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 one thing and I'm going to get I'm going to start making my voice loud and I'm going to start preaching in here, <laughs> but the one thing I get so frustrated with is that it seems like a lot of churches want to outreach to people that are easy money. Like not, I don't yeah. mean money as in like they want to get money. Like, well, like they the, might. <laughs> the expression uh, the expression easy yeah. easy peasy. Like they're like, oh, that kid is probably already going to be a Christian. Let's just get him to come and hang out with us. He's probably already in his way. I don't even know if they realize that they're doing this, but yeah, I mean, we see that a lot. Churches really just kind of grabbing people who are going to other churches. Yeah, and yeah. so do, when is the last time you've seen a church actively try and have a relationship with the non-Christian, like super, like in their head, they don't want to be a Christian, like? When you, that is, that is scary for Christians. Yeah. I think especially since in 2019, so many people are informed and intellectuals and they just have these arguments and reasoning. That's true. And I think in the end, just like the song we sang, words are not everything. You cannot expect to sway someone's opinion just based on debate alone. I think, I think in a lot of contexts and especially in the past, 
um, churches have encountered people who just didn't have the information, right? Yeah. But now information is like so readily available. Anytime I want to make a Christian look stupid, I'll just look up an out of context scripture. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's like rare, very rarely are you going to go up to somebody in the modern Western world at least. And you're going to say, let me tell you about Jesus. And they might be like, who? That's not going to happen. Yeah, there, are, it, there are countries where that certainly does. And that kind of outreach is very profound yeah. in the fact that we need to start from scratch with them. Yeah. But getting You're, back to like people who have like a overabundance of information, I really like what Paul does. Um, and I can't remember exactly where this is, but I think it's in Acts. He goes to Athens and he's talking to these people who actually had studied all the different religions and they right. had they had every single god that people worship in their temple they had like a statue to all the different gods mm-hmm. and so he did not go on and just bash them or act like they didn't know anything he actually said i see that you all are very religious like yeah i see that you know all this stuff he's like but let me tell you about this you have this unknown god over here that's invisible that you can't see that's right. who we believe in. He's the God that's actually over everything who created the universe, not right. these other gods. And so he took from the information that they already knew and spoke something to them that they would understand mm-hmm. rather than just try to like combat what they were saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. See, like in, in, in a good uh, partner scripture to that is Philip in the Ethiopian. Yeah. He's sitting there with a bu- book and he's like, you can tell he's struggling and he like runs next to the thing and he's like, yeah. Hey, let me help you with that. Yeah. And it's like, he's stepping out. He's, yeah. he's investing his own personal time for one person. Right. And that one person is an Ethiopian eunuch who normally would not even be accepted as a, right. What? Not, I don't even think they, they called them Gentiles. They were just like out. Like, they were ostracized. Yeah. For real. Yeah. They like, were, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's like, how can, how can I understand this? Unless somebody explains this to me. Uh, so he like has Philip come in there and then Philip like basically does exegesis. Right. I mean, if you want to call it anything, he, he basically goes scripture to him, goes through all of it with him. And so, uh, so that's, that's where I'm at as far as the investing and caring aspect, you really, you're going to have to, I'm sorry people, but you're going to have to sacrifice your time if you really want to see those seeds grow. Yeah. And so the second thing that we talked about and we looked up scripture for is letting your light shine and being a representation yeah. of God in the world. And so I think one of the things we talked about in terms of why people might leave the church is that they have a lot of people in the world, especially in the media, loves to tear down Christianity. Uh, oh, yeah. It loves to, you know, the uh, God warrior from Wife Swap all those years <laughs> ago. And and just the 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 fanatical Christian is just, just bait for people like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And so I think that one way for us to really help people to come to Christ in the right way is to represent Christ well yeah. in our relationships with them. So if if I'm friends with somebody and I'm like, I'm a Christian and this is who I am and this is my identity is in Christ, and then you go out and you do some crazy crap that completely like would put Christ to shame, they're going to look at that and be like, well, that's a Christian then. Yeah. Glad I'm not a part of it. Right, yeah. And so What's the reason? What's different? <laughs> I mean, exactly. Right. I almost had that happen at youth group you know, there were some people there that they were representing Christ poorly. And, and I thought, okay, well, Christ seems cool, but the people don't really seem that great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's just, uh, I mean, that's where you come to. And so I think that, and I'm not trying to, 
I'm not trying to glorify us, but I think that we've had several people tell us if more Christians represented Christ the way you guys do, yeah. then maybe I would be a Christian. I think a lot of people would get that same compliment if they were just in the world with people, you know, sure, if they sure. were just where people were yeah, hanging out, you know? I mean, and that's another thing about, I think that might just be like a minor, like little note I would say is show, show other people that are not Christian, that Christians are cool and like normal, <laughs> please. Like, I mean, it's not really about being cool necessarily, I don't, I don't, but just like not <laughs> weird. I don't mean know? like, I don't mean cool as in like, you're like the most popular kid at school. I mean, like, Show people that you can have a relationship with them, yeah. even though you're a Christian. Yeah. Like, like go play video games or go play basketball, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Anyway, so, all right. I said my, my, my third note that I kept coming across was being ready and available. Yeah. Like somebody uh, in the um, live one we did at uh, the Methodist Church in Berea with Ken, one of the kids said, Anytime, because I'm the only Christian in my group, anytime somebody has a struggle or something, they will text me and say, I don't know what to do about this, or I don't, yeah. or please pray for me. Right. In those moments when a person says to themselves, I know that, I know that my friend is a Christian, I don't really know where else to go to. I guess I'll just text them because I don't know what to do. Being ready and available for your, for your person that you are discipling yeah. is super important because a reliable friend is a trustworthy friend. Right. And the scripture lines that out as well. Be ready. Uh, gosh, what's that scripture? Be ready with the scripture. To give a defense for the hope you have. There in you Hebrews. go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I just also think that like God's going to give us influence in relationships sometimes. And the Holy Spirit yeah. pours out through us. It's yeah. like Zach said, it's not our effort. Uh, I mean, we do, we do have efforts that we need to continue to do. But it is not our power being poured out. It's not a human yeah. skill to convince them. Yeah. We have to convey Christ through the Holy Spirit. Think about that image of seeds again. We keep kind of coming back to mm -hmm. you can plant a seed. You can water it. You can take care for of it. But you are not the one who makes it grow. I mean, only, and, and you can't create sunlight. You can't create it. God <laughs> is the only source of power for that. Right. All, I, you're, all you're doing is facilitating the environment where it can flourish, but it's God that does that. Absolutely. And so that's how I want to try and think more about, about people. Because I think that we can have like a wrong view of our co-effort with God. Yeah. Because you could go to like one extreme and you could say, basically, God just poofed out of here and it's on us now. So we mm -hmm. got to do it all. Or you go to the extreme opposite and you can be like, it's all on God. So I'm not going to try. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to do anything. Only Balls God in God's court now. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Those are both the extreme. And the truth is that it's God that has all the power. It's God that's the reason that things can move or change. But it is us that get to cooperate with Absolutely. that, right? Mm -hmm. We're divine imagers, and we're supposed to take the earth and and work it. You know, we're and, the gardeners, right? And 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 another yeah. way that we can do that, which is also like the last kind of uh, little note I had here, was about teaching, yeah. and about as as a Christian, as a disciple yourself, it's very very good to prepare yourself, put on the armor. Well. That's 
that's kind of talking about something else, but uh, being yeah. being prepared in the way that uh, understanding the scripture, being ready to give uh, give some guidance, give some teaching to people who come to you and say, what does this mean in the scripture? This does not make sense at all to me. Yeah. Like I had a person ask me, do you think I'm going to hell? I was like, geez, uh, I don't think God wants you to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it's a good answer. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, you know, uh, it, I think God is seeking for you, seeking yeah. after you so that you don't. <laughs> yeah. And we've also had a lot of good examples of people who are teachers, but were willing to say, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's pretty huge. It is huge. Yeah. Um, th- You could learn scripture your entire life and still say you don't know to a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I just put here like exegesis of the scriptures, uh, like Aaron would say, uh, you know, the tools that you can arm yourself with. Um, and, and a good example of, of that being kind of uh, prevalent in one of the people we talked about in the second podcast is kind of like C.S. Lewis being like learning from people like G.K. Yeah. Chesterton or um, the uh, um, Qureshi uh, guy. Being, yeah, they went uh, super deep into scripture and that was part apologetics of apologetics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so that is another aspect of how you can kind of build disciples. Yeah. But, but again, I still, I still want to reiterate this hammer, this home that, a disciple is not built in a day. A seed doesn't grow in one day and become a flourishing plant. Um, but if we are planted in the house of the Lord, we will grow. Yeah. And 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 I think it is a. Uh, I think Jesus says it's our responsibility to go out and make disciples. So, um. Okay. So. Very awesome. That's kind of my spiel, guys. Yeah. I I that was my little discussion there about that. Yeah. And I just think it is, and I'm, and I'm, I hope you guys don't think I was just ripping on every church, but I do think that there is a underlying issue with the way that we look at outreach and that it just is skin deep. Yeah. I think there are people out there who are doing it well, and that makes me um, excited for me how too. God can work. Um, I will just share this because Brian Duncan can't be here. He was one of our guests, but I ha- uh, hung out with him yesterday for church. And and a big funny thing because this lined up with our episode is he shared a prayer request about some kids that he is ministering to at school. Yeah. And he said that one of the guys that he is ministering to was like kind of like wild and and he was um, just brought up in a in a household where he could just do whatever, and so he's now just this guy that's like he's smart, but he's also just like, I'll do whatever I want and stuff like that. And he's like kind of this broken thing. And so Brian has like taken him aside as like a personal thing. Yeah. And when he started describing that, I was like, dude, this is exactly what we're going to be talking about. This, uh, investment of time, this like caring, this teaching, teaching why the path that leads to Christ is important. All of these little things that kind of help somebody to, to grow, but also to step into, a life with Christ, not just come to church and then hang out for a few years and realize it's not for you. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. And I think that, you know, outreach is kingdom focused. Kingdom focused means that we're letting the king rule what happens. Absolutely. You know, so it's, you know, God is going to do. It should be. Yeah. God is going to do the things he needs to do to build his kingdom, but the cool thing about God is that he is a God who invites. Mm-hmm. So rather than trying to say like, we want you to commit to our group or community, whatever 
why don't we think of it as inviting people into the kingdom work that God has already invited us into? Boom. Instead of us like trying to use our influence to bring somebody somewhere that we want them to, it's about giving up control because all of us are led by the Holy Spirit. And um, when we're all following what Jesus wants for us, we are not, there's no leaders are not like above the rest of the pack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's like we get to do it together. So that's what I want to invite people into is into like a cooperative effort. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All working towards that, that goal. And it's funny because you and I obviously have such a background in worship music and worship leading. Yeah. Um, a worship team is such a great place to start building it's those a really good bonds. example. Yeah. Uh, but uh, even still with a worship team, you could just say, come be on the worship team and never engage with them. And you can make it about transactional things too. Like I really need you on the worship team because I just really need a bass player. There's just nobody else who plays bass. And, and, and you took that uh, and I'm not trying to, 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 to blow, you know, I'm not trying to make you shower you with praise or anything, but you did, Precisely what I always what thought was the correct way to do it. And that was at the BCM, we had the worship team. You're like, we're all going to go out and read the Bible. We're yeah. all going to become like close knit and like kind of a worship family. And because of that, the people in the worship team knew why they were there and what they were doing. I would rather have that than people who are super talented. <laughs> yeah. And me too. Yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> Every time I've ever done a worship leading thing where I've been a, a, the leader, I have I have instilled that over talent. You you and I have said strive for excellence, but don't ever push perfection or expect perfection. Just strive for excellence. Yeah. But excellence also in the relationship you have with God is, yeah. I mean, it's another yeah. form of it. Okay. Awesome. Great. Another great episode. And we'll close the book on... Uh, this series and just say it's been fun to really dive into uh, leaving, coming back and facilitating and uh, cultivating. And it's been a very, very fun things. So we will just say, continue to listen to us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and uh, look for us on social media and all of the places you find your podcasts. And um, please comment guys. Yeah. Comment and subscribe and uh, do all the fun things to help us out. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Beep, 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 beep,